Hey friends, I have a new ad partner that I think you're going to love because I already love them. And that is Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix sends style so good that you can feel it. They deliver all the confidence that comes with a truly amazing outfit without any of the work. With Stitch Fix, you get a stylist who understands your style, your size, and your budget, and they do all the shopping for you. It's the easiest way to transform your wardrobe. I feel like they just get me. They do get you. They just knew what would look right on me, and I hate taking stuff out. Yes. So it's like Christmas when you open that box, and you're like, how did you know? Exactly. It is Christmas, and I cannot wait till my next one. So go ahead, take the leap, do Stitch Fix, get your own personal stylist, and feel as bougie as we do these days using Stitch Fix, but not for a crazy price because they get your budget. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash naked. That's stitchfix.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Stitchfix.com slash naked. Hey there, and welcome back to the Naked Marriage Podcast. We are Dave and Ashley Willis, and on this podcast, we address the truth about sex, intimacy, and lifelong love. And if you're watching on YouTube, you see us in our at home recording space, but the interview you're going to get ready to watch is actually at our um, EXO Marriage Center recording space. And so if you're going to see the difference, that's what's going on. But we are going to have an episode with an amazing couple who has overcome so much. And so Dave's going to tell you all about them. Yeah, Mark and Sean Walker are truly an inspiration. And, you know, one of the vows, of course, is in sickness and in health. Mm-hmm. And they have an inspiring an inspiring journey of walking through in sickness and in health together with, uh, with her cancer battle, what they learned through that, how God has carried them through that, uh, what they're still learning. And I know this message is going to be an encouragement to you. Even if maybe you've not dealt with cancer, the, the principles that we're going to talk about can help you in any season of marriage. Yes. But share this one in particular with anyone in your life who might be going through a health struggle because I do think that it's going to be an encouragement and an inspiration to them. So let's dive into today's episode. Y'all, we are so excited to have this very special couple here on the Naked Marriage Podcast. We just gave you an introduction to them, but I just want to welcome them to the Naked Marriage Podcast. Welcome, Sean and Mark. Hi. We're glad to be here. Hello. Yeah, we're thrilled to have you guys here. And thanks for being willing to share your story. You guys have already inspired people just from what you've shared online and in your own circles. But to our audience, the whole in sickness and in health, I mean, in one way or another, everybody's going to walk through times of some sickness, but you guys have, have walked through a really kind of extreme version of that as a cancer survivor. And we just love to talk to you some about what that was like personally, what that was like for your marriage, how you supported each other through that and, and just kind of where things are today. So why don't you, before we jump into the cancer part though, rewind the clock and tell us how you met. Let's yeah. go back to the oh, very beginning. Fun. I want to okay. hear I'm gonna how let you guys Mark first got together. Story. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <clears throat> so the first time I met Sean was, she was probably 14 and I was 15. Aww. Oh, young love. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> We were going to Six Flags for a youth outing at church, and I didn't know who she was. She she didn't go to our church, but she was there, and that was the first time I noticed her. Um, I asked others who she was, and they told me that uh, um, her grandparents were members at the church, and they told me that was their granddaughter, and I was like, okay. Well, I was thinking, Wow. I want to ride a roller coaster with her. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, as we got to Six Flags, for some reason, my group went one way, her group went the other. Mm -hmm. And then 
we came back for lunch and I asked, Where, where's Sean in there? They told me she went home sick. Yeah, I got I got a sore throat. It actually turned out to be strep throat. And oh, so I, oh, my my papa had to come pick me up from Six Flags. So we didn't we didn't really get to talk that time. But I did notice him. Yeah, I did. I remember <laughs> noticing him. Yeah. <clears throat> so then fast forward. So fast forward. Um, we're going into Easter weekend um, at a youth activity the day before Easter. So Saturday, um, her brother showed up. I was pretty close with her brother. Aww. And um, as he got out of the car, I, I walked out, out to meet him. And then I was like, who's that in the back seat? He goes, that's my sister and cousin. And I said, you didn't tell me you had a sister. He goes, you didn't ask. (laughs) (laughs) Me and my cousin rode uh, with my brother that time. So that's wild. So um, the very next day, it's Easter Sunday. I walk into the church. Her uh, grandfather played the piano. My grandmother played the organ. He gets up. He meets me as I, I sit down in the pew, and he goes, hey, I want to introduce you to my my granddaughter. So stood up. I walked over, introduced myself, and then it's like, well, everybody in the youth sits over here, so you're more than welcome to come sit with me. Yeah. And so... Um, Smooth. Yeah, that, that's yeah. how it went. But see, what he didn't know is I put my papa up to that. I asked him to introduce oh, us, yeah. and he's like, oh, I know Mark Walker. Okay, I'll introduce y'all. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, <clears throat> we dated for four years. Uh-huh. We broke up a lot. A lot. Yeah. A whole yeah. lot. <laughs> we were young. We were uh, 18 and 19. Yeah. We officially started dating. Yes. So... Being young, stupid, and, and not knowing what I wanted. <laughs> yeah, uh, nobody does at that age. At that age, so yeah, we broke up. We fought a lot. We figured some things out. Yeah, and then I asked her to marry me. So nice. Oh, and yeah. I said yes. In how many years married? So twenty six. Just oh. this past March first. Congratulations. Twenty six. Yeah. 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 Thank you. That's awesome. Oh, I love that story. That is <laughs> a beautiful you. story. I love hearing when people meet so young. Like, yeah. It's just so cool. And then the brother, too. How cool. Yeah. Now you're a brother-in-law, like one of your great friends. So that that's awesome. Yeah. Well, tell us, you know, we know that um, you started having some health issues. And kind of tell us about that journey. Okay. So um, I'm going to back up just a little bit. Sure. Uh, so we moved from, from Abilene to... Um, the Weatherford area. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, it was COVID, you know, it was all, it was all the crazy stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up having to have a hysterectomy okay. and, um, everything was good there and we're getting back on track. And then I felt a lump. Mm-hmm. And so it hadn't been that long since my hysterectomy. Right. Let's see. I had that in May. Yeah. And then it was in November of uh, 2022. And yeah, I felt a lump and, you know, I thought, no, it's not anything. But then I thought, well, I'm going to watch it for a week. And if it doesn't go away, um, I'm going to go get a mammogram. But I didn't, you know, I didn't want to believe it, of course. Um, So I went and I had the mammogram. Well, I went in to get the mammogram and, you know, they give you that funky cape and you do all the stuff right and then I got 
in the room and she asked me, you know, have you felt anything? And then I said, yes. And she's like, oh, wait, stop. We have to stop. We have to do a special diagnostic paper. And so then that's kind of whenever it hit me, like something is, is wrong. And then, but even then I still didn't want to believe it, you know, and we went and we got the diagnostic, um, order from my doctor and, um, then we went back, what, a week later, they tried to get me in as soon as possible. And, and, uh, the lady, the sweet lady doing the mammogram, I mean, she talked to me for a long time as they were on my right side. And so I felt like this is taking a long time. And then they sent me over to have a sonogram and it, you know, you just, you, and then, yeah. And then whenever I was in the uh, sonogram, the um, technician, she went over several, several times and then she went and got the radiologist and then he came in and remember it was COVID. So yes, Mark yes. was not allowed to go in there with me. He was in the waiting room. So it was just me so hard. and uh, the radiologist came in and he said, um, Mrs. Walker, I'm like 80% sure that this is breast cancer. And I just was like, I mean, it you just yeah. feel like you're falling in a hole, you know, it was just, um, so just shattering, you know? And I remember they said, okay, I want you to walk next door to the scheduler. And I mean, I couldn't, like my feet didn't want to move. Like I just felt stuck to the floor. Um, but, and I started crying and I, would, I got over there and the sweet lady there, the scheduler, she, oh my goodness, she was so sweet. She came over and she hugged me and, uh, she said, now, who, you know, who can we call for you? And I said, well, my husband's here in the waiting room. And she said, well, I'm going to go get him. Oh. And so, yeah. And then, I mean, Mark came in and, I mean, he knew something was wrong. Well, it was taking a lot longer than I thought it should take. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. So immediately my, my thoughts were something's wrong. And that lump that she felt, there's something there. Mm-hmm. That's they're being, you know, they're analyzing it more right? to be sure. Yeah. And then, um, so that was around Thanksgiving and then, um, I had the biopsy done and okay. then I got the results Confirmation. and yeah, my, okay. and my doctor called me and she said, you know, it is breast cancer and, you know, it's really difficult because you have to wait a little while before you get in. Right. And so your brain just goes all over the place. You don't know what, what does this mean? You know, Mm -hmm. and you have people asking you, you know, um, like what stage and, and all of these things, you know, and I'm not there yet. Yeah. I'm not there yet. But, but then, you know, you just can't help but wonder what if, Mm -hmm. like, what if it is already spread? What if, what if I don't make it? Um, I mean, just all these things and, um, I know this is kind of silly, but but I remember telling my um, my best friend Susan that um, we were talking about all of this, and I told her I was like, if I go, just don't let Mark date anyone. I don't want him to date, to date anyone. <laughs> oh. And she's like, are you? I mean, you really need to think about this. I was like, no, I don't want him to be with anyone else. You know, it was yeah. just it was one of those crazy moments. But I think that was the first time that I actually like pictured right. myself um, maybe not being here, you know, which is heartbreaking. Yeah. yeah. And, and then I mean, my kids and um, I mean, I just I just had to pray a lot. And yeah. uh, I mean, I just I remember just begging God to let me be OK. And mm-hmm. um I mean, it was really difficult. Uh, 
I just can't imagine. It, it was very hard. Once they confirmed it, did they? Was the mastectomy the first thing they did? No. no. So, so actually, and and I did want to bring this up just for awareness because I did not know about this, but there are wonderful people out there called patient navigators. Okay. And I had three ladies okay. that helped me. Like as soon as I got diagnosed, um, Christy, you know, she called me and she was like, I, you know, I'm a patient navigator and I want to help you through this and let's set up an appointment. And I, Mark and I went in there and again, COVID stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So there was a little bit of trouble at the door getting into the hospital. And I mean, I was crying. I was a mess. I didn't even want to go to that appointment, even yeah. though, I mean, she sounded so sweet and I, I, I knew she was there to help me, but I didn't want to even take that first step to, to go into this process, well, you know? It real. Yes. And mm-hmm. I, I didn't want it to be real. Yeah. yeah. But she, so I called her on my cell phone because we couldn't get in. And so she's like, I'm coming. And she came and she got, do you remember? She got right in between us and she like held both of our hands immediately. And I don't know, it just gave me such a comfort, you know, like this is going to be okay. We're not alone. And, uh, and my, my best friend came too with, you know, to this appointment. And so we're sitting in there and, um, I really, did not want to do chemo. That was like something I'd already decided I, I didn't want to do because um, I lost my biological father to cancer and my grandmother and my aunt and yeah. the treatments didn't help them, right. you know? So I don't know all their circumstances, of course, but I, I remember watching them be so sick and uh, I just, I didn't want to go through that for nothing. And I just thought if we could just skip over that part, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> but, but that it didn't turn out that way. And, um, one of the nurses there, you know, she gave me like all of my information. Um, and you know, she said chemo will be okay. part of it and you'll have to do chemo first. And you, do you remember, like I said, no, I'm not going to do chemo. And, uh, I mean, they all you know, explain to me why I needed to do it. And, you know, and then of course you think about your babies, you know, how can you not? You think about your husband who's waiting on you. How old were your kids at the time of that diagnosis? So this was just, um, in 2022. So Carly was, uh, 17, right at the time. Yes. Yeah. So 17, 19, 21, 23. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And how were they processing all of it? Well, they, I mean, I feel like they did really well with it. Um, They were very helpful. Um, I think they didn't really understand the magnitude of it sometimes, you know, and uh, just processing it was hard, you know, just, I mean, it it was a long thing to process. And I think it really didn't hit them until I did start doing the chemo and I got sick and then they saw me sick and... You know, I felt like I needed to still be a part of the family. I didn't want to be in the in my room, you know, mm-hmm. and I would try to go in the living room and Mark would make me like a little place on the couch and get me out. But I, I couldn't ever stay in there. I'd always have to go back to the room because I was so sick. Mm-hmm. And um, 
got me very sick. And then I wouldn't actually start feeling better. It took me, because it was every three weeks I would have a chemo. So I would not start feeling better until right before my next chemo. So I'd have a few days, oh, like man. what, three, four mm. days, right? Wow. Yeah. And then I'd be like, okay, let's go let's go eat lunch or let's go do something, you know, and then we'd start all over. No, how was that for your marriage? Because I know that, I mean, it's a whole new reality yeah. that you're dealing with. And how many rounds of chemo did you So have? I had six. Six rounds. Yeah. Which, like you said, every three weeks, that's a, that's a long time. Yeah. And how did you all get through that? Like, so chemo started in, in January, almost immediately after, you know, <clears throat> the mammograms and every you know everything they needed to do to you know fully diagnose and what you know what they needed to to do to you know defeat this cancer sure um and that lasted until may um <clears throat> the first round of chemo it was hard on her it made her very tired but each round got worse and worse and she got more and more sick and, <clears throat> you know, when you're, you're standing there about to marry the, the love of your life and you, you think about your vows, they kind of go in one ear and out the other ear <laughs> yes. in sickness and health. Mm-hmm. And you require, you understand the requirement of, of full commitment at that time. And, and love is a commitment. Right. Yeah. And... I was committed to her mm-hmm. to, you know, help her through this. And as each round progressed and she got more and more sick and, you know, it was to the point where I was having to carry her to the bathroom. And, oh, man. Yeah, it was, it was bad. Um, laying in the bathroom floor. Yeah. Yes, laying in the floor. Not, not knowing, like, is this it, you know? Because you were so weak. I, I, so yeah, weak. I was so sick. I couldn't eat. I couldn't, I mean, I was just so sick and... I had no, I had nothing in me left, you know? Right. So, so <clears throat> to be that, that strength and rock for her and, and encourage her, yes, you're going to do this. Yeah, you're you're going to make it. Yes, I know you're, yeah. you're sick, but I'm here for you. And um, it, it required a lot. So yeah, to go from, you know, we share all the responsibilities, you know, help with the kids, help with dinner, help around the house. You know, she does laundry, I fold laundry, I do the dishes, you know, right. uh, to having to do your job, Yeah. be 100% caregiver to her, mm-hmm. 100% caregiver to, you know, the kids that are home, the ones that weren't away at college, Right. <clears throat> um, doing all the cooking, all the cleaning, all the laundry. Yeah, I mean, a lot. It was a he lot. Did everything. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the kids helped too, but right. he. I mean, he really took care of me, right. and mm. it it was. I can't. I still can't even comprehend it. You know, right. the way that he really st- stepped up and did everything. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, yes, it was it was tough on the marriage, but it was worth it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Just really being there, you know. Yeah. Um, 
I know before we started this interview, I was talking to you guys and saying, just for, for the audience to know, I know about this story because Sean actually emailed us and was, it was sharing her blog with us. And it just struck me so much, just the honest nature of it, but also the hope that's in it. Mm -hmm. And before we started this interview, you know, you were saying how, you know, I like certainly you wouldn't want to go through this again, right? But but that you did grow stronger through it, yes. And and I think what I hear you both saying it's because you like you really dug deep into those vows and the commitment, and both have being people of faith, you know, really leaning on God through that time. I don't know how anybody yeah. could get through it without the Lord, right? Um, but just leaning on each other more than ever before, yeah. and you taking um, pride in being that caregiver. Yeah. Because I think that we, we've known couples before. Like I, I remember early in our marriage ministry, there was a sweet couple at church and the wife got diagnosed with breast cancer, started going through a similar path that, uh -huh. that you've gone through. And um, her husband, and I don't, I don't know what was going on in his mind, but he kind of just ghosted her. Yeah. I mean, he, he didn't go to any appointments. This is before COVID, yeah. so he could have been there. Yeah. And... Um, I think emotionally he shut down because he was so overwhelmed. Do you remember this couple? And it almost ruined their marriage. And we were talking before we recorded this, you, you saying how you've been shocked by people reaching out to you and saying how their marriage didn't quite make it. Yeah. And I think a lot of times it's because it is so grueling, mm -hmm. but it's also because I think um, people often, especially in scenarios like the, these, like they don't know how to respond, you yeah. know? And was, I mean, was there ever, Mark, any any doubt that you would be there? Did you ever feel like just so overwhelmed or ill-equipped? I mean, I'm, I'm just asking because I know that there's a lot of people who sure. don't respond that way sure. when obviously that's what you need, yeah, you know, yeah. like how, what was it that made you just get in there even when you you were tired, you know? <clears throat> well, it's a commitment that I made to her and the Lord, yes. the Lord when, when I said I do, yeah. um, it was that, um, and just, who else was going to do it? Yeah. yeah. And and when you look at, you know, the love of your life and, and how sick she is, you know, how, how can you not put your hand down there and, and, right. and comfort her and help her and, and, and want to be, not be there for her? Yes. It's just so, I love that. And I think anybody, you know, who's facing a similar situation, maybe it's not a breast cancer diagnosis and treatment, but any kind of hardship, I think just being willing to be there for each other in your time of need and being, you know, we take turns being strong when the other yes. is weak. And I'm sure there's been times through your 26 year marriage that you've had to be the strong sure. one, you know? Yeah. And I think just having that beautiful well, you dance. Were, you were so strong. Well, being strong. Right. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, you're, no, you're, oh, no, you know, no. You know what yeah. I mean? No, absolutely. More than strong. What? Yeah. Very heroic. <laughs> but, but I think it's hard, and maybe you can speak to this, did you ever feel, was it hard for you to receive the help? I love learning. I know that sounds nerdy and dorky, but I just love learning. I love understanding history and how things fit together and what's happening in the world. But if you're like me, you're busy and it's hard to learn. It can be expensive to learn. Maybe you want to keep learning and growing. You're like, I don't know how to fit that into my schedule. I got the perfect solution for you. And it's Hillsdale College. Hillsdale College is a world-class accredited university that's offering some of their core courses for free. I mean, absolutely free. They're just wanting to spread knowledge here. I'm telling you, it sounds too good to be true, but it really is true. They're making it possible for you to learn about world economics and things like ancient Christianity, which I highly recommend. It's an 11 lecture course where you study the inspiring stories of Christ and his apostles, 
and the faithful ones throughout the first centuries of Christianity, plus learning the, the basics of Christian apologetics. And guys, you can do this for free. I'm so excited about what Hillsdale does. I love their commitment to faith and values, and you can take part in this by going to hillsdale.edu naked to enroll at no cost. And it's easy to get started. It's H-I-L-L-S-D-A-L-E dot E-D-U slash N-A-K-E-D to register. That's hillsdale.edu slash naked. Inflation is out of control and it just seems like money flies out the window. I look at our account daily and I'm just like, where does this money go? And you're probably the same way. And that's why I'm really excited about a new ad partner we have called Rocket Money. This is an app that helps you in real time see exactly where your money is going. And even more importantly, they'll help you identify and cancel subscriptions that you're not using. On average, they're saving their users $720 a year. I didn't think I had any subscriptions we weren't using, but this is what happens. You sign up for a, a free subscription to something, you're not using it, and that free subscription runs out. You're paying five or 10 bucks a month for the rest of your life until you cancel it. Rocket Money helped us identify it, get that under control, and save a bundle right from the start. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscription, guys. That's half a billion bucks. You need to get your share of that. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions today by going to rocketmoney.com slash naked. That's rocketmoney.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Start saving money today. It was, yeah. Okay. It, it it was hard to ask for help. Yes. Uh, I'm not, I mean, having four kids and, you know, Mark and I moved, um, I don't know, 2012, we moved from uh, Mansfield, you know, where we had lived for a long time and we moved to Abilene where we knew nobody and, uh, and then Mark started traveling and mm-hmm. so I kind of was in a, a routine of doing you know, all the things and not really having any family or anyone there to help us. Right. Mm-hmm. So I just did it. And yeah. so, um, yeah, it was, it was very hard to let go. <laughs> and, that, and that's what I had to keep telling myself too. Like, I can't, I cannot do this right now and mm-hmm. I have to focus on getting well. And so, you know, it, it, it was hard. It was hard. My, my daughter, Carly, she went to prom, uh, you know, last year and I was determined to help her get ready because she asked me to fix her hair and, you know, help her with her makeup. And I remember, um, two of our neighbors like came by too, and they were taking pictures for us. And I remember I had to sit like in the driveway for a few minutes, but I was just determined that I was going to help her. I wasn't going to miss that moment, you know, but, but you have to like pick and choose, right? Like you can't, you can't, if you can't, no. And so I would have to, and I mean, Mark would help me and he would say, babe, you, you got to go lay down. You can't do this right now. I thought that was really hard. It it was. Until you're a very active, involved mom and and wife. Yeah. and, And then physically you're like, I, like you just can't yeah. like it, with it's depleting you, you know, yeah. trying to kill this cancer. And, uh, so after your chemo, you did have a mastectomy. Yes. And how was that recovery process? How- so I did a double mastectomy with deep flap reconstruction okay. and, um, you know, it was, it was hard. I mean, I'm not going to say it was easy, yeah. 
but I will say the chemo was harder. Okay. That was harder. So sick. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I was sore and, and, you know, but it took what, like six weeks, I guess, before I really started to actually, you know, walk around good. I mean, I I had to, they make you walk right away. Right. So like Mm -hmm. the next day you have to start walking, but like to really go far, it did took me about six weeks. So Martin Mark would like hold my hand because you have all these drain things coming out of you, right. right, From the surgery and it's just a mess. So I have these four drains and, um, anyways, we're just like walking around the living room in a circle, (laughs) But I mean, you walked with her. Yeah. He held my hand and walked with me. And yeah, um, it just I mean, that's how you get your strength back. You know, you have to you have to keep going. You can't just lay there, you know, and be sick because and I was already so weak. Right. So I had to really build up that strength. And once I started doing that and then, I mean, I started doing um, other things, too. And then I started doing yoga and just, uh, you know, I started getting stronger. And I I mean, I actually I do get tired still sometimes, but I actually feel pretty good. You know, I just get a little tired. And whenever I get tired, I have to say, "Okay, I'm done for the day. You know, you learn to listen to your body. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So how do things where are things right now? Like with prognosis and with. So I'm cancer free. Um, so at the day after I had my, uh, surgery, they came in with the, um, results, Mm -hmm. you know, from the pathology and the cancer free. Um, I do have to take a hormone blocker and I have to have checks, uh, every so often. Um, and I'll have my port removed tomorrow. So exciting. So yeah, that's very exciting. So, I mean, we're definitely on the, on the good end of it. Right. (laughs) But, um, they say, you know, five years, once you're past the five years, then your risk of recurrence is very, very minimal. But, but my oncologist told me that she feels like my risk of recurrence is very low. Like I did all the things that I needed to do. Um, so, you know, I I feel good about it. I I do. I feel like it's going to be fine. I'm so glad. And we'll keep on praying that as well. Exactly. I want to ask one thing. Sure. Uh, when it comes to breast cancer in particular, and you guys have been so willing to be open. So yeah. If this is overstepping, it's not. It know. won't be. <laughs> I'm, it, I'm an it open book. your body. Yes. And, you know, intimacy is an important part Absolutely. Of marriage, yes. But, I mean, what, what was that like? And, and, and again, so, you can be as, as no, specific no, as I, you'd like to be. No, I don't. I don't. Yeah. I mean, I really don't mind. And I'm, I've actually talked about this a lot because it, it is a, an important thing. You know, we as women, we do uh, identify like our breasts as being womenly. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's part of our makeup. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it was terrifying to think about losing them. And that is one of the reasons that I made the decision to do the deep flap reconstruction, because what they do is, I mean, it's, it kind of sounds crazy, but it's, it's really not, but they like cut you from hip to hip okay. basically. And they take a flap on each side on your oh, stomach. Okay. And so then they put, you know, put a, a, uh, put a flap oh. on each side. Yeah. yeah. So where you had your mastectomy. So, um, Then after that, uh, I had the phase two surgery where they go in and they did liposuction and then they inject more fat in there to get everything all, 
you know, rounded and right. plump and, yes. <laughs> you know, how you want it to look. Sure. And then the last thing that I did was the 3D nipple tattoos. Yes, I've heard and they had an aunt who went Yes, yes. and yep. I'm telling you right now, that is pretty amazing what it they is. can do. I mean, yeah. and I did not realize... I didn't even realize how much of an impact that would make on me because yeah. whenever I saw that after the tattoo artist finished and I looked in the mirror, I mean, I started to cry because I was like, oh, oh I feel whole again. I am again. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah. I mean, you just don't realize how much of a important thing that is. You know, sure. you're walking by the mirror every day whenever you get out of the shower and you see yourself. And, mm -hmm. um, and I mean, Mark was very supportive with all of it. Um, but, um, you know, the um, the reconstruction that I had, like, they feel like me. They feel natural. Um, I, I don't have feeling in a lot of areas. Sure. But I do have some feeling, and I'm thankful for that. And the scars are, um, I mean, they're just life, right? Yeah. Right. Life it's gives us scars. What you've survived. Yeah. Right. What you've right. come yeah. through. Yeah. I mean, some days they're hard to look at, and some days I just say, well, it's I'm just, alive. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just part of it, and yeah, yeah. And so. would Mark like, re, like I know it's so such a tender time. Would you just try to reassure her if she ever had any kind of physical concern? <laughs> he does. I'm I ask him all the time. Yes, we are. Like I, I'm, I do. I ask him yeah. all the time. I mean, I do. I will say, do you still think I'm beautiful, or yeah. you know, do you still love me? You yes. Know? So. Men are visual anyway, so yeah. um, I would say the plastic surgeon is, um, he's a Picasso. So, <laughs> so uh, um, you know, they're a work of art again, and, and you know, to think that, uh, hey, your wasp breasts, they're going away. Mm -hmm. Okay, what's that going to look like, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, I would say um, a masterpiece. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very pleased. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Before we wrap up, like, and you, your story's been so inspiring. Thank you for it. What's one piece of advice that each of you can give one piece of advice to that couple listening right now? And maybe they're, they're at the start of a journey like this where one of them has just received a diagnosis and it's a potentially life-changing diagnosis, and they're they're just trying to figure out, all right, what is what's this going to look like? You know, what's what's one thing you wish someone would have been able to tell you yeah. uh, the day that hmm. you got that diagnosis to, to each of you, as the as the the one going through it physically, and the one who's there as a partner and, and supporter and caregiver. Yeah. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to? It's not the end. It's just the beginning. Mm -hmm. Don't give up and rely on God. Yeah, wow. That's yeah. great. So good. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're so blessed to have each other to go through this life with. Mm -hmm. And I mean, Mark and I, we've, I mean, we've been married for a long time. So we've faced a lot of hard things already. And, um, you know, let it, let it bring you closer. Yes. Let that love that you have for each other shine through and, and really just lift each other up. And, you know, of course, you know, lean on God because God will get you through and he will give you the strength that you need. Whenever you think you can't do it, God will give you that strength. And 
He oh. will give you that love too and compassion that you need for each other. And always fought for your marriage. Yes, yes. Always. Because it's worth it, right? You it's married so each other it. for yeah. a reason. And, you know, sometimes we think, oh, we, you know, maybe we fall out of love with, with each other. But whenever, I don't know, we, we just make a choice to love each other. That's yes. what we, we try to do that. We choose love. We choose to love each other and remember that we're not perfect. Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to mess up, you right. know. So we got to be... Um, just mindful of that, that we're not perfect and give each other grace. Right. So just good. love each other through it, you know? Yes. You guys are truly inspiring, aren't they, sweet? Yeah, you really I mean, are. Thank you. I know that yes. that all those who are listening and watching right now, I know that um, that's going to impact them deeply, even if they never go through cancer themselves. Just the example you guys have shared with us about leaning on God and leaning on each other through life's difficulties and how you can come out stronger the other side. Right. And that's a, it's a beautiful reminder of, of how God designed marriage to be and how he never leaves us or forsakes us. Yes. So thank you for your example. And we're praying for you and cheering you on yes. as, oh, you, you. as you enter life now in remission and with, uh, you know, great things ahead and um, works of art on your body. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, I love that. And, and all of it. So. And the energy. Like and I, energy, you know, yeah. And, and, and both of you, too, after going through such a hard time, I know a lot of people listen to the podcast, but if you want to see these amazing, beautiful people right next to us, they just glow. You know, yeah, you have so just go to YouTube and you can, yeah, you can the, watch like the glow of, I mean, even after all this, don't they sweet? Oh yeah. You, glow is joy. Thank like the joy you. of the Lord. Peace oh, I love Lord. that. Yes. I love that. Thank and I just you. love that. So God bless you both. Thank you for being so willing to share. And guys, if you want to connect with this couple in our show notes, we're going to have a link to Sean's blog that I referred to earlier, as well as a way to get in touch with them if you have any questions. So thank you guys again. Thank y'all. This was fun. Thank you for letting us share that.